Welcome to the Inside the Board Study Smarter series dedicated to helping you learn to think like a question writer so you can study smarter, not harder, and succeed on your exam. Hello, and welcome back to the Step 1 Study Smarter series by Inside the Boards. My name is Stuart Bryant, and today I'm going to be brief because this is one of our Study Smarter series mini-episodes powered by the ITB All Audio QBank. Um, today there will be a few questions to help you review a couple of the concepts uh, found in genetics. This week's material is genetics, and I hope it'll be very helpful material for you to aid in your studies. Later this week, uh, you'll listen for my monologue as I do a few question dissections on some of the material found in genetics. The next episode will be from our Crush Step 1 podcast. It will be an excerpt of material there, uh, including some helpful information about those rare genetic diseases that you hear about in biochem. So without further ado, uh, here is the mini-episode. A nine-year-old girl comes to the pediatric department with a history of repeated bone fractures. Physical examination shows blue sclera, reduced hearing ability, and significant dental abnormalities. Which of the following is the most likely mode of inheritance for this condition? A. Autosomal dominant, B. Autosomal recessive, C. Multifactorial, or D. X-linked dominant? The answer here is A. Autosomal dominant. So this patient has osteogenesis imperfecta, which manifests as multiple fractures with minimal trauma, hearing loss, and classically a blue scleral hue due to an autosomal dominant defect in type 1 collagen. And although it can be inherited in an autosomal recessive fashion, which was choice B, it is more often inherited in an autosomal dominant fashion. Our board's insider tip for this one has to do with inherited diseases. Most of the time, if you have no idea what the inheritance pattern is for a particular disease, in general, it's wise to pick autosomal recessive for enzymatic deficiencies. And don't forget the simple stuff when it comes to X-linked recessive diseases, that if the vignette describes a female patient, the inheritance pattern is not going to be X-linked recessive. And since the list of diseases that are either autosomal dominant or X-linked dominant are shorter, it's probably helpful because some memorization is going to be involved to remember these unique conditions. And while there are exceptions to the inheritance pattern, kind of the top ones to remember would be for X-linked dominant diseases, meaning that a female could show signs of the diseases as well as a male. Classic example of this would be fragile X syndrome, but also hypophosphatemic rickets, Rett syndrome, and Alport syndrome. Autosomal dominant diseases besides osteogenesis imperfecta, Marfan syndrome, intermittent porphyria, adult polycystic kidney disease, achondroplasia, neurofibromatosis, and tuberous sclerosis. A six-month-old male is thought to have sickle cell anemia. 
And as his pediatrician, you want to sequence the gene that may be mutated causing this disease. You decide to sequence the gene for the beta subunit of hemoglobin. In order to do this, you must perform polymerase chain reaction. You need to know which of the following in order to amplify the area of interest in his DNA. A. The predicted change in nucleotide sequence. B. The nucleotide sequence in the areas upstream and downstream to the nucleotide of interest. C. The predicted change in amino acid sequence of the mutated protein. D. The change in number of hydrogen bonds within the nucleotide sequence of interest. The correct answer is B. The nucleotide sequence in the areas upstream and downstream to the nucleotides of interest. The main explanation here is that polymerase chain reaction is a method with which to amplify an area of interest of DNA. Normally, specifically designed primers bind upstream and downstream to the area of interest. The sequence in between these primers is amplified and then sequenced to look for specific nucleotide changes that will then predict a possible change in amino acid sequence and protein structure and function. In sickle cell anemia, the beta subunit of hemoglobin is mutated at the 6th codon and glutamate is replaced by valine in the protein. This missense mutation changes protein function and causes sickle cell anemia, which is inherited in an autosomal recessive manner. Choice A is incorrect. The predicted change is unnecessary for performing PCR and sequencing the area of interest. The only known sequences must be where the primers bind to DNA. Choice C is incorrect because polymerase chain reaction deals with nucleic acids in DNA in this case. Protein sequencing is then predicted by changes in the DNA nucleotide sequences. Choice D is incorrect. Predicted changes in the number of hydrogen bonds may influence the parameters of the PCR assay itself, but have no influence on nucleotide or amino acid sequence. A two-year-old boy comes to the office because of developmental delay. His mother reports that he has yet to speak any words. He has a paternal uncle with intellectual disabilities. Physical examination shows a prominent jaw and large ears. Head circumference measurement shows that the patient is at the 60th percentile. Which of the following genetic defects is most likely to be found on cytogenetic analysis? A. Maternal non-disjunction. B. A novel point mutation. C. Paternal non-disjunction or D, trinucleotide repeat expansion? And the answer here is D, trinucleotide repeat expansion. Fragile X syndrome is the most common cause of intellectual disability in males and is caused by triplet expansion repeat of CGG nucleotides in the FMR1 gene. Normal individuals have an average of 29 CGG repeats, but individuals with fragile X typically have 200 to 4,000. There is a premutation stage in which individuals have 52 to 200 repeats, and these can further be amplified during oogenesis and transmitted to the offspring of the carrier female. Fragile X is an X-linked condition that usually affects males, but females can also either inherit the full mutation or suffer effects of premutation status. 
And while the inheritance pattern of Fragile X syndrome appears most like an X-linked dominant disease, it really doesn't follow typical Mendelian inheritance characteristics. 30% of females carrying the premutation will have premature ovarian failure, and about one-third of men carrying the premutation exhibit a progressive neurodegenerative decline, specifically tremor and ataxia in the sixth decade of their lives. But key diagnostic factors for Fragile X syndrome on the boards, lack of milestone attainment, especially language from a young age, as well as the classic physical examination findings of large ears, large testes, prominent jaw, long face, and flat feet. Answer choice A was maternal non-disjunction. Down syndrome or trisomy 21 results most often from this genetic aberration. But the non-disjunction of chromosome 21 during gamete formation can really be either a paternal or maternal origin. Down syndrome is characterized by epicanthic folds, flat facies, and moderate to severe intellectual disability, as well as a number of other cardiac or other malformations, which will be covered elsewhere. The board's insider tip for this one is don't confuse Klinefelter syndrome with Fragile X syndrome. They both are predominantly discussed in terms of their effects on the male patients who experience the syndromes. With Fragile X, the characteristic physical findings are developmental delay in a male patient from a young age with large ears, large testes, prominent jaw, and a long face. With Klinefelter syndrome, this is a disease characterized by males having a 47XXY genotype. Phenotypically, the unique constellation of findings is a tall or slim build, hypogonadism, infertility, gynecomastia, and learning disabilities. Kleinfelter syndrome is a result of non-disjunction as opposed to tri-nucleotide repeat expansion, as in Fragile X syndrome, and the non-disjunction is an event that occurs during maternal or paternal meiosis 1. And just a brief review, non-disjunction occurs when homologous chromosomes, like the X and Y from the father, or the two X chromosomes from the mother, fail to separate and produce a sperm with an X and a Y chromosome or an egg with two X chromosomes. So during fertilization, a normal X, one copy egg, with this abnormal XY sperm produces an XXY offspring, Klinefelter syndrome, or fertilizing a double X egg with a normal sperm produces the same thing. An 18-year-old Caucasian female comes to her primary care physician's office for a regular checkup. Her past medical history is significant for recurrent pneumonia since birth. She takes pancreatic enzymes, bronchodilators, and regularly undergoes chest physiotherapy. Her brother also has the same condition. Which of the following best explains the genetics of this patient's disease? A. Imprinting. B. Incomplete penetrance. C, locus heterogeneity, or D, pleiotropy? The answer here is D, pleiotropy. Pleiotropy is a genetic term which is used to define a single mutation which causes disease affecting multiple organ systems. An example of pleiotropy is cystic fibrosis. 
Cystic fibrosis is an autosomal recessive genetic disease characterized by a mutation, the most common of which is a deletion of phenylalanine at position 508 in the cystic fibrosis transmembrane conductance regulator CFTR protein. It leads to an accumulation of thick mucus, causing recurrent pneumonia and sinus infections, pancreatic insufficiency, and infertility. The diagnosis is made with sweat and genetic testing. And just to review some of those other answer choices, A was imprinting. Imprinting describes genes which are only transcriptionally active when it is specifically transmitted by either the mother or the father. So think Prader-Willi or Angelman syndromes. Incomplete penetrance, which was choice B, describes the situation where there is no phenotypic expression, like when an individual has an allele or gene for a disease but fails to display any symptoms or manifestation of the disease. C, locus heterogeneity, is used to describe the situation when mutations at different loci of a gene can produce the same phenotype. Example of diseases that arise from a mechanism of locus heterogeneity include albinism, osteogenesis imperfecta, and retinitis pigmentosa. All right, that wraps everything up. Thank you for listening to the episode today. As I said earlier, check back later in the week for the Crush Step 1 excerpt, and as well as my question dissection. Uh, We're also doing a practice question rounds each week powered by Stat Pearls to give you some generic content Uh, in a random fashion if you haven't please subscribe to the podcast and give it a rating as well it's a really big help for us for our material the best place to get access to it is the inside the boards app it's available on ios and android it's free to use and includes this podcast as well as all of our podcasts and if you get a subscription you can use the all audio cube bank as well Uh, We've been taking previous seasons of the Study Smarter series and cataloging them in playlists to be easily digested and used on the app. If you go there, you will be given access to some of that content. Uh, Thanks again for listening and happy studying.